Hello and welcome to All Villa No Villa, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team, as we all know. Villa manager Steven Gerrard made his return to Liverpool on Saturday, where his side put in a strong defensive display, but a Mo Salah penalty, controversial as it was, proved the difference. We'll get to that in a moment, while later things get volcanically hot, as Frankie asks me a spicy question. But before Frankie poses me that question, it's time I check up on him. Frankie, how's it going? Yeah, all right. I'm sort of in Christmas film season at the moment. So, uh, <laughs> what what are, you, what are you working through at the moment? Well, I've just got to Die Hard. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Watch it back, guys. If you've forgotten, it is a Christmas movie, <laughs> and uh, I get so into films that, like, sometimes I'll sort of end up acting like the characters. So. You know, ripped off my shirt, put on a vest and was climbing through the ventilation shafts for uh, all of last <laughs> night. So just got out of it now. I got stuck. So wedged yep. in at about 4 a.m. You haven't fallen off the top of the flat, though, have you? <laughs> That's next. That's coming next. <laughs> just after this recording part of the podcast, I'm jumping right off the top of the flat. I actually I actually started watching uh, Home Alone uh, last night. The first, mm. the first one. I don't, I don't think any the any of the follow up ones. Um, I mean, they all pale in comparison to the original, don't they? But um, yeah. it's, oh, it's what, what a film! It's, it's so what, good. I, mean, good film. I, it's so, I, I mean, imagine pitching that idea though. Like, go, like you're in the producers' meeting. You're like, right, I've got this idea about a kid being left alone at home over Christmas, and then, yeah. and then these burglars come in. <laughs> like, oh, all right. So where, so where's the funny bit in this? <laughs> well, wait for it. He tortures the burglars. <laughs> yeah. he shoots one in the face. Burglars. Burns their head. He, he sets a trap where a nail goes into one of their, their one of the, their feet. Sticks a spider on his face. Honestly, like I hadn't watched that film in like twenty years until the lockdown, and then I just went through a load of old films. And Home Alone has stood up so well; it's still yeah. absolutely hilarious. Uh, the moment when he sticks the tarantula on the face of uh, the burglar and he screams. It's yeah. like still really, really funny. The, when it, just the, the creativity of it all. Like when when um, one of the burglars breaks into the, I think it's the kitchen door and it's attached to like a blowtorch. <laughs> <laughs> and his face. <laughs> yeah. Joe Pesci's face. The top of his head. I mean, it's like quite sick, really. If you think yeah. about it. Drops um, an iron on his face as well. <laughs> Just fantastic, just uh, amazing. Just the, the little, the nuances of the torture with the um, <laughs> the Christmas toys under the, the, the with the window. Yeah, uh, and he's prepped it all so he knows that he'll take off his so- shoes and his socks because they're like all tarred or something, aren't they? Before he walks in, yeah, so he clambers over with his bare feet and stands on the <laughs> And then yeah, John brilliant. John Candy's in it as well. Like, it's mad, oh yeah, it? that's right, that, that polka band yeah. uh, leader, wasn't he? Yeah. It's all. It's, he improvises the one scene in that as well when he talks to, talks to the mom in the in the van. That's all improvised. Is that but all improvised? My, my yeah. little. I left my little take at a funeral home once. Didn't speak for seven weeks. Stop talking. <laughs> yeah. Stop talking. <laughs> uh, just brilliant. Now that I've got a child of my own, it, it, it's now become a very real possibility that I could live through that experience. Like I'll be driving home to Birmingham, just sort of sick next to my partner in the, <laughs> in the front seat, smiling, listening to the music, and then all of a sudden I've, I've passed like mega services, and I'm like. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> I've left, left my son at home. I've, uh, uh, I have seen you forget your car keys in some quite interesting <laughs> places. So, yeah, I mean, if, I mean, leaving leaving my son alone at home would be like the real uh, sort of the next step up, wouldn't it? It'd be yeah. the, the boss level, of, uh, <laughs> final boss. 
yeah 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 of uh, of, of forgetfulness um yeah. but anyway one thing we can't forget frankie is uh is that most salad penalty as we've just been talking about at the start of the program i'll get your thoughts on that in a moment but generally what did you think of um of Villa's performance because it's always tough going to Anfield, particularly with yeah. a Ferrari around Gerard. So what what did you make of all of it? I mean, look, Liverpool have scored, what is it, 34 games in a row now? Free scoring team, um, won seven in a row now as well. Uh, beat Southampton 4-0 at home recently, beat Arsenal 4-0 at home. So they're just uh, a really hard team to go up against right now. I think we said Man City might well be the best team in the world. Uh, but Liverpool have a good case for that as well. I think they certainly have the best player in the world in Mo Salah at the moment. Villa's display, I liked our tactical approach. I liked that we went there and tried to numb them and I thought we did a really good professional job. We were built kind of like a Christmas tree, weirdly, if you think of the formation. Mm. Back four, tight three in the middle um, with McGinn, Louise and Marvellous Decamba, who I thought all did a really good job. Uh, honestly, you know, our midfield's improvement under Gerard is one really noticeable difference since he's taken over. And then just ahead of them, Jacob Ramsey and Ashley Young quite tight together behind Ollie Watkins. And what I liked was Ramsey coming back, getting at Fabinho or Thiago, and then Ashley Young doing the same thing to Fabinho and Thiago. Force Liverpool wide, where of course they have two really excellent players because they just have an excellent squad, don't they? But, uh, I thought particularly on the left-hand side, first half, we really kept them quiet where Salah and Trent were. I thought uh, Douglas, uh, Matty Target, uh, Ramsey, Young, they all did a really good job defending that side. Uh, Marvellous as well. Uh, and then on the right-hand side, uh, they looked slightly... They had a couple of moments, I thought, where they looked slightly more threatening. Um, but uh, ultimately, I think the game plan worked. Uh, overall, it you know, we rode our luck and it was pretty relentless and I'm not sure it was sustainable over 90 minutes, but I think the plan was probably around the 70 to 75th minute, bring on Buendia for one of Ramsey and Young, mm. go a little bit more proactive. And as soon as we did, we actually panicked them. Like There were a good spell of pressure there in the final 10 minutes where I thought it came close. So I think it's a real shame that the penalty came when it did because I think we were just on the brink of bringing Buendia on to change it. And who knows how it could have gone. Liverpool would have felt more pressure to attack, might have left a few more spaces in behind with Buendia on. That that could have left led to Villa burgling a 1-0 win and uh, a perfect mass, tactical master plan. But ultimately, the penalty happened. And what, what were your thoughts on that penalty, George? Yeah, I watched it back a number of times. And we'll talk about the Ings penalty, well, the, the non-penalty that was uh, in a moment as well. But in terms of the, the actual penalty that was given, uh, the f- first time I watched it, I, I, I thought it was a penalty. I thought Salah had done enough to get past Mings. Uh, he was just too quick for him, got past him. And as far as I kind of read it the first time, I thought Mings d- didn't do a great job in, in, in trying to win the ball and Salah goes over and the penalty is awarded. On second and third viewing, I'm more convinced that Salah fouls Mings. Mm. Uh, I, th- I think Salah's all over him. Um, and then it's almost like he sort of kicks the back of Mings's leg and then quite theatrically goes to the ground. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I'm I'm not I'm I'm really trying to look at it from a non-partisan perspective. Granted, I'm on an Aston Villa podcast as an Aston Villa fan, <laughs> but but <laughs> which which doesn't put me in the best position to look at it uh, objectively. But um, I just I I just I, yeah I don't I just don't see it. I really I really don't see it as a penalty. Um, and 
that's not to say even if it went to VAR, um, it's very possibly you know it you know it's 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 it would have the penalty would have stuck because they they do tend to favour sticking with the on field decision in those kind of tight calls anyway, which and I think it is a tight call to be honest, mm. but I I just I just I just didn't see it. Um, you know, the, the second time around, I watched it. And obviously it's, it is difficult for referees because they only see it the once on field and, and, you know, they may have to make that call. And, you know, if it was, it was in front of the cop, wasn't it? So it's, you know, you, you are, you are inevitably influenced by a home crowd if they're screaming for a penalty. And so it was given. And, um, you know, Salah's a very crafty player. Um, you know, I think, I think he has you know, got this reputation for someone who does go down, quite easily but he but he but he knows how to play it he's mm. quite clever in, in terms of winning penalties he's an elite player and an elite attacker, yeah so and that's and it. that's that's part and parcel sometimes of what players do you know they ultimately they help their team and and if the shoe was on the other foot if you played for villa and he went down like that you know we'd, we'd probably all be calling for a penalty so blatant <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah I, I don't think it was uh but i can understand i can understand given all that why why it was given but i did disagree with it I think the VAR. I think if if he'd looked at it in slow mo, kind of like we did, I, I do think it could have been overturned because I think he did go into Mings first, um, he hits against Mings and goes there. And it, yeah. I think Gerard has a point. I think it at first I didn't really think it, but then when as soon as I saw the replay, I thought he's just gone into Mings and fallen over. Like I don't really know what Mings can do there, mm. which is a shame because. Ultimately, I thought Mings, I'd have probably given him man of the match, to be honest. I thought he was absolutely imperious. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, it again, proves his doubt as wrong, you know. I mean, I remember at the Euros, um, there was a friendly England play just before the Euros and Mings was playing because obviously they knew Mings would start the first few games because of Maguire's injury or whatever. And I remember the co- listening to the commentary and being like, you know, I don't believe that agendas really happen and all that. But listening to the commentary, it was like, you are absolutely targeting Mings here. Like you are, you are definitely giving more criticism to Tyrone Mings for absolutely nothing. I don't know what he's done here to deserve this, and it was very noticeable, particularly probably as a Villa fan, more sensitive to it. And then after that, I remember Rio Ferdinand saying, "Like you've got to target Mings if you're the opposition team." Like he actually said that, and I think, what, what are you talking? Like do these guys that? Like, they, they seem to just get into head, I think, a lot of people, that Mings is some like gaff-prone, mm. useless player, when in fact, yes, he has made the occasional mistake. I get that. But he has put in some incredible displays for Villa. He, he raises our defence's character no end. Mm. I think Ezri Contz is our best defender personally because I think he's a sensational defender. He could play at any team he wants. But Mings is a character and um, kind of a leader. It's quite... Very hard to find that in other in in a lot of players. So I don't yeah. know. I just I just think um, anyone getting at Mings after that just does it doesn't it doesn't really deserve it. I think he's been really good recently. I think it's unfortunate with Mings in many ways because yeah he has made mistakes and unfortunately a lot of the mistakes have been relatively high profile because they've led they've led to goals quite a few of them uh, and yeah. so it's it's so much more noticeable when he makes a mistake because. That's just unfortunately what, what what's happened in the in the mistakes that I've seen him make. But you're right; it's the it's the stuff that isn't really that noticeable that he just does so well. Um, and I don't think he genuinely. I don't think he makes any more or less mistakes in any other kind of you know Premier League uh, level uh, centre uh, centre back. Mm. I think you know 
because he's an England international, the spotlight's on him more. So when he does make a mistake, it's it's just blown out of all proportions. Mm. And and I think it's unfortunate because I was looking on social media yesterday, and so many like Villa fans were targeting Mings again because of uh, because of the penalty. Social media, social media. It, 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 of course, and and I, you know, I, I, yeah, it's it's obviously always worth adding that on social media. Don't read too much into what people are saying, but you just feel like you know you want to you want to just stand up for him because okay, that that incident happened. It was as we've discussed. It was debatable, and in my view, not a penalty. Mm. And that's that's one moment in the match. And for the rest of the you know ninety ninety minutes, eighty nine minutes, he was absolutely brilliant. Like he was making really he good decisions. Really, yeah. He was he was he was the block. Um, I think the ball, the ball was bouncing around in the penalty area. Um, towards the end of the match, I think it was seventy odd minutes, and he managed to block the ball twice from Salah. When I was convinced Salah was just going to wrap his foot around it and and mm. and, and and tuck it in the back of the net, but people don't really look at those moments. They just look at these kind of these these one-off incidents. And I think I think it is really unfair. I mean, going back to concert, I mean that <laughs> he just doesn't let anybody past him, does he? No, uh, the, I, call, the, I call him Ezri the, the Rock concert, laying the smackdown. You can't get past him. He's the it's Rock. Just, he is a Rock. F- f- phenomenal. The 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 break Liverpool had. I think there was a, a couple of times, but this one where it was three on one, concert the only defender because we were obviously pushing for an equaliser. He had Salah running running at him. He had Jota on one side. I can't remember who else was on the other side. And and he just he just holds his ground. And he time he times the challenge on Salah to absolute perfection. This is Salah we're talking about, the mm. world's you know best player essentially. Um, he is just you know as you say next next level. Uh, but but both both him and Mings are an, a brilliant uh, centre back partnership, and we we're lucky to have them. We we, we really are. Uh, you're right. And uh, talking of penalties, was that a penalty on Ings? Yeah. I, I was I was convinced I was convinced from the first moment that it was, mm. and and in in the last sort of twelve hours or so, I'm getting more 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 incandescent with the fact that it wasn't it wasn't checked. I have absolutely no idea why it wasn't. Ings managed to sort of play on, and, and maybe that the referee was sort of confused by by that. I do think you know if he did the salad treatment where he went down arms aloft and just you know went down like he'd been shot then and stayed down, then perhaps it would have been reviewed. If, if Salah if, would still be down. Salah would have yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. If things just stayed down, and if Villa stopped playing, and they de- and they swarmed on the referee and demanded a VAR check, hmm. then it would have been different. But but because yeah. because the you know we we kept playing, uh, and the ball didn't go out of play. Uh, it was almost like it was glossed over. Yeah, uh, exactly. I just, I just thought it was bizarre. It was very risky from Allison. I thought I very. I, I thought I thought he got. The, I was kind of holding my arms out, going penalty, penalty, kind of. Expecting one of Ings or Watkins to get pulled down or go down. Um, I did think the keeper touched the ball from what I remember of it. Right. Um, but very risky from Allison. Uh, I think if Ings had gone down, it was so clumsy that I think it might have been a pen. Just needed to go down, be a bit cannier. It's it's a good first five games, I think, from Gerard, um, yeah. despite the loss. Uh, there's a lot to be quite optimistic about three wins two losses and the two losses the two you know the best funded team in the world and probably the second best team in the world Liverpool so um and in both games it looked like we had a tactical plan we were really hard to beat you don't want you don't want to be the team that plays really well and loses to those top teams that that doesn't we don't want that to be the case but um, you know, it's a good sign for the future that we're playing like that already under Gerard. One thing I think we need to improve 
from yesterday. Uh, I thought Ramsey played really well. I liked how he yeah. got back, particularly against Thiago in the like fifty seventh minute as he forced a corner, which was really yeah. excellent. a young player was, like that. It was it playing, was really good playing yeah. with such discipline. Thiago has been really good recently, and I didn't really think he featured much at all yesterday. So, uh, but going forward, I think we um, struggled to hold on to the ball, mm. particularly in the first half. Um, it just got a bit relentless where we were just sort of getting it out and. That's not sustainable, really. I think at some point you're going to concede, most likely, if you're playing like that. You know, Gerard said it himself that I think we weren't able to hold on to the ball well enough um, for his liking. So that's something to improve on from what we saw yesterday. But uh, with the way the team have been playing recently, I'm pretty hopeful that that will happen under this coaching staff. Yeah, we haven't been outplayed. In, in any of the games that we played under Gerard, no. two of them, including Man City and, and Liverpool. We um, we were unlucky against Man City. Uh, again, I thought in the second half, we we uh, we played some really good stuff and we were unlucky to get not to get anything out of that game. With, against Liverpool, yes, we were under quite a lot of pressure, particularly again in the first half. Um, and Liverpool did have some some clearer chances for sure. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I think... I think, I think uh, I think Watkins did look quite isolated up front. Uh, I think, and I think Gerard made that point as well. That um, that uh, yeah, he made that point about ball retention certainly, but also about kind of you know keep, keeping the ball a bit further up the pitch, trying to win the ball a bit further up the pitch. It's against Liverpool, so it's always going to be particularly difficult. But you know, it's something with it that's obviously worth working on for sure. Um, and there were a few times as well when we looked very nervous. A lot of times we handled it, but but. Uh, the, the the passing out from Martinez to our fullbacks and to and to uh, Mings, uh, you know Liverpool they press as they do and they put us you know they put us under a lot of pressure um, and and that there was a few nervy moments there um, but I think I think if you want to retain the ball you retain it from the back don't you? you you try and you try and you try and pass the ball up from the back and that's obviously what we were trying to do but Liverpool are just so good at pressing. That um they and they got the players for it. It's um you know it was obviously very very difficult. So um yeah things to work on. But as I say, you know when you when you go to Anfield or you play you know Man City at home as we've we've done um uh, in the past we've we've been completely hammered and, and we've seen that all. Yeah. So um it's really nice to to see us play competitively and and to go into these games thinking you know we could we could get something out of it. We could get something out of it if if Liverpool or Man City are off their game slightly, and we we uh, we're, we're on the front foot a bit more than we can get something from it. We've got we've got some really good players, and I think Gerard is is starting to kind of make them believe that they're really good players. So mm. um, so I'm 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 certainly positive after that game for sure. All Villa, no filler on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. I'm throwing some new flavours into this show to turn the heat up to scorching hot in this, the spicy question. And it's here where we cover the controversial topics and sometimes get the creative juices flowing. Today, George... I'm asking you, is Argentina's greatest ever player, not Maradona, not Messi, but the mighty Emmy Martinez, is Emmy the best goalkeeper in the world? Ooh, it's, I mean, he's making, he's certainly making a case for it. 
I think particularly in the last couple of games, he's been in incredible form. Uh, he was arguably our best player yesterday, pulled off some some really amazing saves. I thought, you know, the header from Van Dyke. Uh, there was a there was a chance in the first half as well where he was um, you know fully fully stretched out, collected the ball. He's just got this aura around him as well. Where if you're a defender, you must think that you know even if the ball gets past us, we've got Martinez in goal to to clean up anything else that comes our way. Mm. We've, we've got we've our our defensive record under him, well with him in goal, sorry, has vastly improved. And I think particularly when you compare him to. The the menagerie of keepers we had before him, <laughs> you know, we had we had we had Kalinic, we had uh, you know Steer came in. I like Steer, but you know um, he's not really of the same level as he. We had uh, Neeland. I mean, you know, we were rotating goalkeeper even before him. Mark Bunn came in for a bit. Mm. You know, we were rotating goalkeepers quite a lot, and we never really settled on one. So Sam Johnston did did well, but obviously. We just didn't have the money to complete that signing. Uh, but he's a good goalkeeper. But, but but Martinez is, you know, he's miles ahead of any goalkeeper we've had in recent years. He really is. Hmm. Um, I think at the start of the season, he struggled slightly. I think that as, as did the rest of the team. Um, you know, we got off to a bit of a sluggish start and we had that run of games that we, we had where we were, you know, we couldn't buy a win or draw. Um, and uh, and he and he did struggle, I think, then. But, but certainly under Gerrard, He's he is back to his best now, mm. and uh, and I'm struggling to think of a goalkeeper that's in that's in better form. I think I think Arsenal might claim Ramsdale in recent weeks has been has been very very good. I think mm. he's he, he has been. I think that's fair to say. And and obviously the likes of Allison and Edison at City and Liverpool are always up there when you talk about best goalkeepers. Yeah. Um, but they don't have as much to do. It's the it's a funny thing, isn't it? I mean, when they're called upon, generally they 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 do the business. Mm-hmm. But I think Martinez at Villa, you know, he's obviously called into action a lot more, and he always delivers. He's 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 won the Copa America, having only recently been called up to the Argentina squad by some miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's incredible they've overlooked him for so long, even even at Arsenal. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just think. At the at the moment, I'm genuinely struggling to think of a better goalkeeper than Martinez. Or Black is always a name that comes up at Atletico Madrid. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you know, if you take into account the fact he won the Copa America and he played such an important role in Argentina winning that, you know, saving penalties yeah. in, in, in the run up to it. Absolutely, I think I think even Messi himself um was 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 singing his praises messi has a pitch signed picture of him on his wall i reckon <laughs> yeah well, i wish i did <laughs> there's a shrine to it thank Be god nice. for this guy i've won copper america because of emmy martinez well exactly and in fact you, you you know in some ways you know messi obviously had an influential role in, in that as well of course he did <laughs> but um but i think i think a bit of his ballon d'or i think he owes to uh Little Emmy Martinez, yeah, send it, cut it in half and give it over to Emmy. <laughs> give him a little portion of it, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, I think he is the best goalkeeper in the world, Frankie. What do you think? Well, I do uh, know what you think. There is not a goalkeeper in the world I would rather have than Emmy Martinez. If, I, if I'm totally honest, uh, not only do I love that he makes absolutely incredible saves seemingly every game, and is such an authoritative um, goalkeeper. Uh, really just commands his area, 
commands the defenders and uh, he's playing out from the back as well is good, I think. Um, so he's very complete in that sense. But what I absolutely love about Emmy Martinez is how much he loves winding up the opposition. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I I love that Villa have players like that. Like we're not <laughs> yeah. like we're not like just gonna be walkovers here. We're gonna we're gonna be like wrestling heels. We're gonna turn up, and when the referee's back is turned, give a low blow to the hometown uh, captain, playing up being like a bit of a villain. You know, like yeah. when, when he danced in front of the Stretford end. Uh, when he was winding up Bruno Fernandes and Ronaldo yesterday, when he took forever with the goal kicks, was getting the booze from the. He was, uh, he was like, he was like, po- he was pointing at a direction, wasn't he? Where he was like <laughs> thinking Salah was Salah was going to go. Did you see that as well? Yeah, like, yeah. I just love it. <laughs> and then like he had the there was one moment where like Liverpool threw the ball like, like a ball was through the ball and like, Martinez. It was almost as Martinez has been hiding the his own ball that he had, and then he like <laughs> yeah. put it down on the uh, goal on the uh, for a goal kick, and like the Liverpool fans were losing their. Mind it's like oh he's now there's two balls on the pitch it's like emmy had like tailored this like some kind of evil sorcerer um so i reckon emmy martinez he probably compiles his own music like now that's what i call music 500 and all it is is just different crowds booing him i think he absolutely <laughs> loves it um and then obviously at copper america i mean argentina for years their biggest problem has been goalkeeper they haven't had somebody I'd say who was hugely authoritative in, in goal, um, despite having some absolutely sensational players ahead of them. Mm. And along comes Emmy Martinez is the player they've been desperately wanting. And what do you know? Lo and behold, as soon as they get a keeper of Martinez's quality, they're going to win their first international tournament in almost 30 years mm. uh, in the Copa America this summer. And Lionel Messi, as I said, absolutely. Lionel Messi has a signed poster of him on his wall. Um, <laughs> if it wasn't for Emmy Martinez, you know, that, that, I mean, that was always the thing with Messi's career, wasn't it? That he hadn't won an international tournament. I personally think Messi's the greatest player of all time. I, you know, well, second to Emi Martinez. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, and there's obviously a good case for Diego Maradona and Pelé. But I think I do think Messi, I don't know how it's possible to have been better than him at football when he was at his peak. And Martinez is the big reason as to how he finally won an international tournament. Um, looking around at other keepers, you know, Alisson yesterday, I thought Martinez looked a better keeper. Alisson obviously is very good, but, um, you know, he came, you know, Martinez came sixth, sixth in the Yashin Award for FIFA. You know, like we've got a player who's sixth best in his position, but looking ahead, Manuel Neuer, Edison, Jan Oblak, Eduard Mendy and Gianluigi Donnarumma. Now they all have a great case to be top five in the of world. Course, of course, yeah. Do. Don, Don, Donnarumma perhaps would be uh, would be up there, but yeah, very yeah. much so. Uh, but 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 I mean, Martinez, he's 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 up there. If Emmy was number one, I'd have said that's fair. Honestly, I'd have said that's a fair. Donnarumma being number one, I think that's fair. You can argue that because obviously he was sensational for Italy at the Euros and for yeah. Juventus or oh, PSG now, I think, and AC Milan before. But uh, Martinez, if he'd been number one, I think you'd have made a good case. Yeah, it's pretty fair. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, 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 and you're right. The fact that, you know, you, people people could claim that and, and it's not, you know, it's not laughable. And the fact he plays for, for Villa is... Mm. Um, it's astonishing, really. It's uh, it's 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 great, Lemmy. Yeah, it's, and, it's, and also I I never really got the vibe from him before. I mean, granted, he never played that much for Arsenal, but even when he did, I never really got the sense that he was such a wind-up merchant. No, you know I, I mean, didn't like, like, I, no. like I remember, I think they played Colombia in the Copa America, and there were no fans. So you could hear everything that was going on. Yeah, and that this sledging that he was dishing <laughs> out to the Colombian uh, penalty takers was like. <laughs> 
unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's Fury. If he's against you, he's the worst person ever. But on your team, you're like, love him. Absolutely yeah, yeah, love yeah. Him. You need e- that. Exactly. You know, you, you do need that. And and so, yeah, I mean, you know, as he, as we say, he, 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 he played such a crucial role in Argentina winning that major international trophy. He's He's been just imperious for us ever since he joined us. Um and uh, and yeah, I, I mean, just he seems to. We mentioned this last week. He seems to love playing for us now. We he, he, we've given him that platform, and um, and he seems to really respect us for that. Yeah. And uh, he gave a he gave a, an interview on the official website not too long ago, talking about how much he he loves being here and stuff. And and uh, yeah, I just I hope he's with us for for many more seasons to come. That was the spicy question and both George and I think that Emmy Martinez is one of, if not the best goalkeepers in the world. If you agree with that or you have an opinion on it, you can let us know by emailing us at allvillanofiller at gmail.com or get in touch through Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game, which is on Tuesday when we visit Norwich City. We'll be reunited, of course, with Dean Smith there. Um, how do you see that one going, Frankie? Norwich do seem to be improved uh, under Smith. So how, how do you think that game is going to go? Sir Dean versus Sir Stephen, the battle of the, the nights. <laughs> they have a joust. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the, road. In the centre circle. We all, yeah. we all see Sir Dean like on the floor and we're like, no, no. It's like <laughs> just desperate, like gutted about what's happened to him. It, it's, Stephen Gerrard quickly replaces like, he's got he's got a Liverpool badge on his shield and, and he's yeah. like, no, 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 no. Take it off, take it off, take it off. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so... I mean, I'm just looking up Norwich's results. Uh, you know, since um, Smith came in, uh, they have improved and they've looked more solid. You know, uh, they beat Southampton 2-1 in his first game, 0-0 against Wolves. So that's the two home games they've had. Uh, very unlucky not to beat Newcastle 1-1. and then uh, Very bat- unfortunate last night, I thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, they got battered by Spurs, but yeah, last night against Man United, they were absolutely robbed. I mean, it was a day of weak penalties in the Premier League. Not a great look for... The, the league at all I, I don't think um and the Ronaldo one what am I seeing what have I seen what what like it's just running to the defender and gone down I don't think that what the defender was doing was wrong um stick tight to your man yeah okay you could say it was naive from Aaron's but I don't know I I, I just I felt uh Ronaldo he's, he's clearly looked for it he's gone down and I think if the referee hasn't given that VAR is not going to tell him to go look at it either so I'd Absolutely. But again, we, we talk we, we we talk about we talk about these kind of elite level players that just know know what to do to get. Yeah, not, that's true. Um, and you know, we've seen it in action. I think twice yesterday. I think it'll be. I think it will be an interesting game. Um, I think it will be quite an intriguing encounter. And I, what do you, what do you think the reception will be for for Smith for the traveling Villa fans? Oh, I'll be really positive. I mean, we all love the guy, of course. Um, although imagine imagine if we boo him. Imagine if we just turn into. <laughs> imagine if we really boo him, like you've burned. Get out of here, like uh, Prince William's yeah. in amongst it, just his neck bulging. Get out, Smith! I hate Sm- you. 
Smith walking past the Villa fans, and, and you know, you know, when when you do like the the V, like by like when you pretend to scratch your face, yeah. you're actually like flicking the Vs at the, the Villa yeah. fans, and they some of them pick up on it. They're like they're chucking things at him. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, look, I mean, Norwich's problem at the moment. I mean, yes, it'll be a great reception for Dave Smith, of course, but. Uh, uh, Norwich's problem at the moment is that they're not scoring. Uh, it's the same as when they came up to the league last time. Timu Puki is their main source of goals, and I don't think he's necessarily an elite level striker. Um, P- I think Pukie's he can be dealt I- with. Interesting, isn't he? It's it's like it's like Mitrovic at Fulham. For some reason, they can do it. They can do it so well in the Championship. I mean, I think Mitrovic mm. scored his twenty second goal of the season yesterday. I mean, just yeah, mad. electric in that in that mad. league. Um, and Puki's the same. And yet they get up to the Premier League, and it just it just doesn't seem to work for them yeah. which I find very strange I feel like they always start off with a burst of goals here and there and then it sort of just tapers off mm. as the team tapers off um, interesting one for Emi Buendia going back obviously to Norwich I wonder mm, how yeah. that, that'll go um, but you know Nor- so Norwich's problem is a lack of goals and defensively we're very solid so I'm quite hopeful that we'll keep them quiet. And I actually, I messaged a Norwich fan to find out a little bit more about them. Uh, John McCarty, good fan, friend of mine, a uh, huge Norwich City supporter. And he said that they're missing Matthias Norman and uh, the eternally linked to Aston Villa, uh, Milo Rashica, uh, Rashica. Um, the two of them uh, are both injured, which is a, a really big problem for them, apparently, particularly Norman, um, who've been their best. Apparently, they've been their best performers. And also... Um, he said that Smith has made Norwich better, um, much more solid, but is just hamstrung by a lack of quality in the squads, injuries, COVID things, and then Todd Cantwell is not really match fit, which is why he probably didn't start against United. Mm. Um, so the lack of threat in the final third is a problem. He said Sargent has been energetic, um, but you know there's a bit of a lack of quality still. Had a few air shots and a horrendous miss against Brighton. Mm. Um, and that there's just not really anyone who scores other than Pookie. So I think Smith will have Norwich really up for it. He knows Villa better than anyone. Um, it's kind of surreal to go up against him, go against him really um, already. Uh, so soon after he left the Villa. Um, so I think he'll have a good game plan for us. But I do think that we have the quality to really hurt Norwich. And I think we have the quality to keep them out. So... I'm going to say it's a very cagey game. It's actually very tight. I think Norwich will play like they did against United. It'll be very tough to get get through them. Uh, and uh, Billy Gilmore, I think, you know, he's, he's a decent player there in midfield for them. But uh, I think we might just have a little too much. And I'm going to say we do it 1-0. I think very tight game, but I think we win it 1-0. Yeah, it's a difficult one. I think, yeah, you're right. I mean, Smith certainly seems to have um, tightened things up a bit more. Uh, for Norwich, I don't think they're they're conceding as many. Uh, I think yesterday they played a back five. I mean, granted, it was against United, so maybe that's the reason for that. Maybe they might they might change formations against us. Um, you know, they're, they're probably looking at they're probably looking at their home form as being uh, the key to getting out of the predicament that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll see Villa as a team that they could try and get something from um, for sure. And the whole yeah Smith element, the fact that. He was obviously with the club for so long. He knows, you know, all of the players. So that may maybe gives them a, a, another advantage too. Um, you're, I think you're absolutely right about their lack of quality. I think particularly in the forward areas, they they struggle. Grant Hanley pulled up yesterday. Yeah, he um, did, subbed yeah. off. So he seems. I think he's quite a big player for them. So I I assume, I assume he'll be missing um, against Villa, which is another sort of defensive blow. 
and yeah, I I think we're blessed uh, with having players that can hurt teams. I think like Watkins, although he looked a bit isolated yesterday, he's always a handful. Um, I thought when Ings came on, you know, we t- we talked about um, uh, uh, Gerard's ability to change games with his substitutions. I think again, that that played a part at Anfield. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought Ings looked really bright when he came on. Obviously, the penalty situation was was something that he was he was so heavily involved in. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we've, we've, we've got the ability now off the bench to, to hurt teams even more. Um, but yeah, individual quality, Buendia, uh, Watkins, uh, I thought McGinn had a great game against Liverpool again. You know, he, he is, he oh, is won, another, yeah. another, another threat. Do you know, um, I, I think McGinn's getting to that point where it was like Grealish last season, where anytime Grealish got the ball, I always thought he'd do the right thing. Yeah. And McGinn's getting to that point now where I'm like, it feels like he's always doing the right thing. There um, was a moment where um, where McGinn was in the corner and yeah. uh, he was surrounded by two or three Liverpool players and he, there was no Villa player in sight. And by some miracle, he managed to like force a corner. Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't know how he did it. <laughs> but like, it was it was just a great bit of play, and yeah. I think it was symptomatic of or, or emblematic of of how he of how he's been playing at the moment. I think he's so he's yeah. so influential now. Absolutely, quality. Um, he's gone up. He's gone up a level. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think he has. I think particularly under Gerard, he's 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 been. I think he's been given a bit more creative license to get more forward and 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 influence uh, these sort of attacking areas because it looks like Luis and Nakamba are sort of particularly yesterday with the kind of more sitting players. Mm. Uh, and then, and then McGinn was getting a bit more further forward. So yeah, we, we've definitely got more in terms of individual quality and, and Gerard's gotten got us playing effectively as a team. So I, I do think we'll go there and we'll get a win, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, w- I really wouldn't be surprised if Norwich just, it, 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 it becomes a bit of like the game against Burnley at Villa Park last season, where, they were really strong at the back. They kind of endured wave after wave of Villa pressure and then got away with a point, you know, finished nil-nil. I could, I could, I could see, I could totally see that happening. Um, but I think if we, if we do get a goal and if we do get it quite early on, I think it could be fairly comfortable. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to say we do do that. And I think it could be, I think it could be two, two nil, maybe even three nil, but I'm going to say two nil. I think, I think optimistic to be three. I'm, I think just to be very, they're two very tight. They're, they're, they've been playing a bit better um, under Smith, so they're a bit tighter at the back. I thought they looked decent against United, but you wonder how much of an emotional toll that game might take out of them. And then coming another one coming on Tuesday, another match so quickly, it's uh, quite hard to do that, get bounced well, back from that. So what, what I would say is just, just before we wrap things up, um, we saw like Sanson come on with a bit more time uh, yeah. in the game against uh, Liverpool. Obviously, it's another quick turnaround with the game on Tuesday. I wonder if with us against Norwich, whether we and we and we have this now as we're talking about the strength in our squad, we will kind of rotate players. Yeah. Whether 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 you know Sanson will make a start or Chuck will make her or. You know, uh, I do. I do wonder whether. Well, if, if there's rotate. one player Dean Smith doesn't know a lot about, it's Sansone. He ever played for him? Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, we'd probably see him come on and be like, "Who's that?" Oh God, yeah. Oh, oh him. Oh, forgot about him. Um, where's he come from? Uh, yeah. Uh, do you know the funny thing with Sanson is um, 
he looks a bit like Buendia, just looking does, on the bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. the commentator called him Buendia once, yeah. like once or twice. They do look quite similar. Yeah. <laughs> they like have a very similar look and sort of yeah. build. Dark hair, bearded. Yeah. yeah, kind of similar build and quite stocky. And they, But um, also play slightly similar in the sense that they're both quite... Um, Good in tight positions, you know, to play surrounding them, they can retain the ball quite well. Mm. Um, so I think that's a mistake commentators are going to make quite a bit if he plays the ball. But uh, yeah, I think you're right, actually. That's a good point. I think Sanson is probably due a start soon, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does rotate it uh, on Tuesday uh, and get Sanson his, uh, his first start in a very long time. Um, and he's looking good, he's looking good. He's looking. He is looking good, and and I and I wonder as well. You know, against Liverpool at Anfield, that that we we did play a slightly more defensive kind of formation in so far as you know, young played who can you know can play in defence. So we played both Luis and Nakamba. Mm. I just I want I wonder whether um I wonder whether Gerard will kind of um be a bit more uh, attacking against Norwich and 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 rotate players in who are a bit more offensively minded like like Sanson is I think I think mm. he does like to get forward a bit more so maybe he might start but it'd be interesting to see what the lineup is I'm going to go 1-0 Emi Buendia I'm going to say, oh, really when do you think mm. Buendia might score mm. I think I think um yeah I'm going to I'm going to go with I'm going to go with 2-0 and I think um I think Watkins might score both I hope he does he's in my FBL team as well so uh I've got I've got you know a lot of interest in Watkins that, that's so it's important thing Yeah, it is because I'm doing terribly in it. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. See you later, Frankie. See you later, George. Up the villa. Up the villa. And it's goodbye from me for now. We will be back to review that Norwich game. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa.